Boom. And we are live with another episode of the Brown Water Banter Podcast. My name is Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Cates. Yes. And we have a great show for you today. In the studio, we have JL from uh, Just Lucky Outfitters, LLC. We're going to be talking about uh, guided service, hunting services, uh, his apparel line, and uh, also a youth fishing tournament that's coming up. I do believe we said, what, tomorrow? Saturday? It's tomorrow. Yes, Saturday. Okay, good. So uh, y'all going to want to stay tuned for this episode. It's going to be a great one. Uh, like we always do, man, right out of the gate, we're going to mention the people that support the show. They support us, and we support them uh you're probably getting used to his name we hope you're getting used to his name if you're looking for a great local dentist that's uh dr robbie williams right here at southern magnolia smiles on facebook and instagram man they're located in ocean springs right here on washington avenue him and his staff will take care of you uh they'll do a great job joey and i both use him yep. um, and if families if you and all of our families yes if you're looking for a great local dentist man he's the one you need to go check out uh hit him up like i said instagram facebook uh or if you're a traditionalist you want to go to the website southernmagnoliasmiles.com or hit him up on the landline at 228-215-1202. Also, we're brought to you by Hilltree Marketing. That's Jesse Hill right here and his team. Um, If you're looking for any type of IT work, uh, website design, most importantly, uh, in my opinion, because yes, he did ours and he did a great yeah, job. Looks uh, good. He does photography. He does cinematography. He does aerial cinematography with a drone that he's got. Uh, go check him out at HilltreeMarketing.com. You can see all of the local brands and businesses that he's already worked with, that he's already done websites for. And like I just mentioned, you can go to BrownWaterBanter.com and see what he did for us. We was super uh, easy to work with and we couldn't be happier with the product that we got. HilltreeMarketing.com. Go check him out. Uh, and then also we got uh, Trevor Reed's throwing the uh, inaugural 2021 Biloxi Barbecue and Blues Festival. That's going to be November the 12th through the 14th at the uh, the new RV park down there for you locals. It's uh, right. It's in Biloxi, right? But it's in the old at the end of the old Porto Bay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's super, sweet. Yeah, super cool. I've already seen a lot of uh, RVs going in and out of there. So it seems to me that they're doing good. And Joey, we're working on trying to get hooked up with them, right? And go yeah, yeah, yeah. either have them there. in here or we go out there yeah, and do something, sure. maybe even for this festival here. But uh, it's going to be a, a Kansas City Barbecue Society is a part of this. That's a big deal for people who know barbecue. I think it's the first one ever down here, the yeah, correlation. Yeah. Yeah. The, what, your big names in barbecue, Kansas City and, and, and I think any place in Texas. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Uh, but, so that's going to be killer, man. If you want to go get tickets, they're, uh, let's see, over $20,000 in payouts. Okay, so that's it's pretty big. It's a big, big. deal that's a super huge big deal i think i ask you this every time joey where i don't see it on the flyer where can they go and get tickets at it's at the website um yeah you got me there uh we have to get trevor on that just i'm sure you can google it on facebook he's probably got a facebook page uh the biloxi bay barbecue and blues festival so go check that out we'll get that website to you as well uh, and then uh, bringing up the rear here, we got Saltwater uh, Fabrication. Uh, that's Vincent over here at Saltwater Fabrication. Man, if you're looking for any custom metal work, I think Joey's got the read yeah, up here. Yeah, anything, man. He does uh, anything stainless, aluminum, any kind of metal. If you can dream it, he can build it. He does T-tops. Right there. He does everything. He does fuel tanks. He does uh, center consoles, linear posts, anything that you can do, he can do it. Um, triple tail, cobia, anything you need for your boat, he's a man, and he does excellent work. He puts he can, triple tail and cobia on your boat? Yeah, he can do that. That's he, awesome. He, he can wow. weld a tower to where you can catch all that. Oh, uh, okay. All right, all right. I got he can throw them crazy. dimes on anything. Yeah, I got confused. Uh, but yeah. there's a cop, uh, picture of the T-top for you people watching video land. Uh, you can see the work that he does, man. He does a great job, and a lot of people are already singing his praises. So go check him out or give him a call. Uh, he's got a Facebook page, Saltwater Fabrication. Go check him out there or give him a call at 228 228- Two two nine eight eight five five. Hit him up. Tell him that Brownwater sent you. That's uh, right. It helps us out and it helps him out as well. That's so, it. 
Super proud to have all those people working with us. But like I told you just a second ago, JL is in the studio, and we're going to be talking about his uh, Just Lucky Outfitters, which I think is a great name. It's a great premise. You're actually Irish, as you tell That's right? Yes, sir. So, uh, Just so you Lucky. you have the luck of the Irish. Did, yeah, do you have, as a guy, <laughs> do you have the luck of the Irish? That's the question. I believe I have the luck of the Irish because I put in 100% effort. Uh, I'm never going to guarantee you that right. you're going to shoot a bird or anything because as soon as I guarantee you, those guys are going to skedaddle and They're not be disappear. around. That's right. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into all this? Um, so I'm a retired naval commander. Um, I was in the Navy for about 30, 30 years. Uh, joined in uh, 1989. Uh, retired about 24 months ago. Um, I used to raise the rabbit dogs hunt and uh, do a hunt a lot of hunting with my grandfather and families back in uh, southeast missouri in the boot hill area don't tell people i'm from missouri i don't never tell anybody that <laughs> we're uh, not it's, we'll edit that out it's yeah. not live don't worry about it oh uh, <laughs> it's totally live. My, my wife and my son will laugh at me because people will say well where are you from and i say i'm from florida i grew mm -hmm. up most of my life in florida but um uh, after you join the Navy, you go away, you're, you're gone. I said, I originally I was going to join the Navy, do four years, get out, go to college. Join four years, about two years in, they say, hey, we're going to give you this money if you'll stay. What do you <laughs> they, do? They you get stay. You, they get you with they, that they get hook. You. They right. get you in the hook every yeah. time. Yes. So you stay. Yeah. Well, now you've got eight years invested. They come back and they go, oh, we're going to promote you to chief. We're going to give you more money. And what do you do? You stay. stay. You stay again. They get right. you hooked. Well, then by then, you're already in. Uh, me, I was a fast mover. Uh, I made E7, I made E8, and then I transitioned to, uh, we call it the dark side, became a commissioned naval officer. Yes, yes. Uh, you guys that come up through the enlisted, though, y'all get y'all get more cred when you become an officer, you or do. do you get hated on by the enlisted guys more? Um, It depends. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. It Let's depends. The lower rank guys really respect you. Okay. The middle rank guys think you're a traitor. Mm -hmm. And then some, depending on what officer you are at or what officers you're with, some of the academy guys, it's a hate and miss. So they kind of look at down on you. They have some of those guys who yeah. look down on you. But I've had some of them that look, it all depends on the individual. It depends on how much effort you put in. There you go. How much effort do you put in to be accepted? How much work, what is your work ethic? And what street cred do you have? It, and how the, much do you care about what other people think? Well, that's also true. <laughs> well, too. Yeah. so I'm going to say I had a double whammy once I got commissioned. So I got commissioned. They were like, Mac, we don't have no ships to send to you. And I was like, okay, so you're not going to send me to a ship. Where are you going to send me to? I got sent to the Marines for my first tour. Uh, as a, but you know what? I, I, I went party. in. I went in kicking and screaming. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they're sending me to the Marines. Um, as an attachment how I does that work so i went to the marines as a naval gunfire liaison officer uh you call in uh, airstrikes yeah. artillery stuff like that um i went to camp lejeune north carolina uh i served with the second mar div sixth marines 10th marines i loved it it yep. was great it was because again nobody knows who you are nobody knows that you were a prior enlisted nobody right. knows so again You've got to prove yourself yeah. and to the Marines too. That's exactly. those dudes are all yeah, about those it. Those dudes are not uh, <laughs> to be taken lightly. No, right? no, no. Yeah. So I had to, I had to really prove myself uh, with them because you know they think a lot of the Navy guys are kind of. Oh, we only do a mile and a half PT a year. <laughs> the Marines do right. a three mile run before right. breakfast. Before breakfast, yeah. yeah. So you, 
the only way to get that street cred is you got to do, gotta the, do it yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they do the pull-ups. You got to hang with Navy. We don't do pull-ups. Uh, they pull do the push-ups. The exactly. <laughs> or pull-up to the coffee yeah, and donuts. Um, so it's the best tour I ever had. Um, it's funny how shit works out like that sometimes, right? Was, like you, you don't want to do something like this is not what I wanted. I don't. This is bad, bad, bad. You get into it and it ends up being the best experience the best of your thing, life. Um, yeah. I did two tours in Iraq. First tour was 15 months in Fallujah. Cool. So I was I spent a lot of time in there. Um, I got to do a lot of things. I was there for almost four years. Did a tour in Afghanistan, and uh, I loved it. And then Big Navy says, "Up, oh, we're bringing you back now." So went to Mayport, Florida. Ages class cruise route of there. I loved it. It was yeah. great. Family stayed here. Um, it was a geo bachelor for almost 13 years. Well, so that yeah. sucked. Tough. Yeah, it's yep. tough. Um, yep. You know, you watch your family. You watch your kid grow up in picture. Your wife's fully working. You're doing that. Um, but it was best because my son went to uh, St. Alphonsus, went to St. Patrick. Currently, he's at Mississippi State uh, as a sophomore. Not where I wanted him to go. <laughs> but, <laughs> I could see it in your yeah. eyes. You're like, you know, that ain't what we wanted. You got but. a cowbell, though. Ring that cowbell. <sighs> yeah. So but uh, he's do doing it. good. He's majoring in uh, biology and uh, marine and uh, marine sciences and everything. And um, like I've told him, it's like it's how you're going to approach it and how you're going to make it better. Nobody's going to give you anything. So he's a double. He's a double major. Um, we've told him that you know finish up your school. We'll pay for your master's degree and then come out in the workforce. Nice. Sweet. Okay. Um, well, kids out there, if you're listening, I, there's a couple of themes I'm already hearing. Work ethic. Yeah. You know, what do you bring to the table? It's nobody else's excuse or fault. It's only on you. So keep paying attention to those uh, those themes there and yeah. see if you can't make something out of yourself. And, and that's the big thing I tell people all the time. Um, it's how do you want how do you want other people to perceive you? Right. How do you want you want to be perceived by other people? And how hard are you going to work work for it? Because it's not going to be given to you. There right. you go. I think that's. that's awesome. I hope. I don't know. I think that uh, the the narrative is that that's changing and everything's going to be given to you and people have all this entitlement. But I think that it's still hard work. People out there, the yeah, people that we talk some. to all the time and that we're around, especially in this community. I mean, it's you got to you got to earn it, right? Oh yes, you do. Yeah. I mean, it's any if anything in life, you've got to earn. I mean, even now, I'll tell you right now. Um, I'm back in school trying to finish up my uh, master's degree. Um, I run this business, and then I went right back to work again. Uh, so it's like, yeah, it's my goal. Stop. There's work to be done. Yeah, there's work, and my goal is when I hit 58, I don't want to work anymore. There you go. When I hit Absolutely. 58, I don't want to work anymore. That's my goal. I like Sweet. it. What are you getting the master's for, if you don't mind us asking? Uh, I'm doing my master's in cybersecurity management. Sweet. Okay, that's a uh, huge, great field. Yeah, exactly. Especially with Keesler. Keesler's paying a lot of people to come out there for cybersecurity. Yeah. Well, based on that and based on my background in the Navy and doing all that, I'm, I want to consult. So, like, when I'm older, I've got the experience. Now I've got the piece of paper to prove it. Right. And... Let's do it. Yeah. Exactly. You can yeah. you can call your own shots at that point, right? Exactly. But you you've already had my dream job. <laughs> and and tell us how you got there. You ended up in Key West somehow, right? Uh, oh yes. So uh nineteen ninety-seven. Uh I married my wife Elizabeth. Uh Long Island she's from Long Island. We met. You're gonna laugh. You guys are gonna laugh at me. Was it in Missouri? Not in Missouri. <laughs> uh Daytona Beach in a bar. Okay. okay. No wrong with that. Okay. I'm, I'm good with that. So we've been married almost 20 well next year will be 25 years that's awesome. awesome congratulations and, uh, yeah, yeah it, my wife's great she's probably one of the 
she's like my best friend. We, I tell yeah. her, I tell her everything. I probably sometimes tell her too much. Um, <laughs> nice, but uh, 25, 25 years of marriage has got to be like. Well, that, she's right? got to be good if she hung around with you that long when you oh, was yeah. going oh, half yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, this lady is. I'll be honest with you. She's probably probably an angel when it comes to being, you know, the stuff that she's put up with and everything. And she's keeps the foundation. But so we met in a club. It's long story. Uh, we lived together for about a year and a half, two years. Then um, they're like, Mac, it's time for you to go to shore duty. Where do you want to go to shore duty? And I was like, well, there's this called TARPAN, military radar unit. I was in air intercept control enlisted where we don't keep aircraft apart. We run them together. Uh, F-14s, F-18s, ground air to air intercepts. So I was like, I want to go there. Went down there. It was the best tour of my life. I, like I told you earlier, I worked two days. I was off two days. Worked two days, off two days. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. You're not going to believe this. You have to go to Key West, Florida. Right, exactly. Yes. Um, and... If you ever saw the movie Top Gun, I was in my in my prime. I did the air to intercepts. I'm the guy they're talk, talking to. I'm saying, hey, you know, you got bogeys 090, 25, 30,000 feet hot. Declared hostile. Sweet. That's you. That was me. And that's what this is going on while that movie comes out. You're there then, like at that time. Oh no, this was part you know 1980s. Yeah. But we're, okay, we're so all a little, doing that. a little before that. A little, yeah. So you had bragging cred when the movie came out. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. I was that I guy. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Requesting right. um, flyovers and all that stuff. <laughs> no, that was. Oh the pilot. god, yeah, the <laughs> pilot doing yeah. that, and then uh, I loved it. It was a great tour. Um, I was supposed to been there for three years. About 24 months in, detailer calls me up. He goes, Mac. You're an area intercept controller, and we need one to go to the USS John O. Hall in Pascagoula, Mississippi. I'm like, Damn what? It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I gotta like, leave Key West. I'm like, really? Mississippi? I don't want to go to Mississippi. Yeah, uh, we hear that a lot. He's like, it's needs of the Navy. Yeah, he's like, you're an air controller. They need one. I was like, really? Pas? Oh, and it's an Oliver Hazard Perry class frigate. I'm like, you're sending me to a ship that is like, no combat capability mm -hmm. has. Just I win. A bird. It yeah. was. But like we said earlier, um, it's how you make it. Right. How you approach yourself. What street cred you do. What do you do when you got there? I went there and it turned out to be one of the. I think the reason that tour got me where I'm at today. Yeah. Because I, w I became an enlisted tactical action officer where I actually have weapons release authority as, as, as a enlisted, enlisted yeah. guy. Wow. Um, I got officer deck underway qualified. I got so many qualifications and I was able to do whatever small crew, great guys. Um, how, how did you get the, the, the weapons clearance on a, a frigate? Ship, yes, sir. You said, which is not a combat ship, right? How'd you get it's that? It's a combat ship. Oh, it is. Okay. It's a combat ship. But uh, back then we had, um, they called it the one-armed bandit Mark 13 single arm launcher with SM1 missiles out to about 25 nautical miles. That's so damn cool. Then we had we had uh, we had harpoon cruise you missiles. You got them with you? Yeah, right. Oh, uh, there's some days I wish I had them no on I-10. Yeah. Oh man, I'm with you on that. Oh, uh, 57 millimeter gun, anti-submarine torpedoes, helicopters, and I just proved myself to the command. Yeah. I, I proved that I had not only accountability, responsibility, and I worked really, really hard. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh, had a lot of good mentors. Uh, Master Chief Bedrington from uh, he lives there in Pascagoula. Really good. He's retired now too. He was one of my mentors back when he was enlisted guy. Uh, just really good tour. Uh, you worked hard and you make it the way you want to. The yeah. problem being is sometimes you got to figure out where's that balance between family life and military yeah, life. Right. Yeah. And that was my biggest problem because I didn't realize it until late in my career 
I sacrificed a lot of my family time for my for Mili you th yeah. for military because yeah. you the think ladder. exactly, yeah. and you think you're making it better for your family, but you missed out on so many things. Right, and that's a tough. That's, that's a, a tough line to draw. That's a life trade off. I don't think no matter whether, and we thank you for that. Oh, uh, yeah, with, with, with the military, but uh, you see that in the civil or the citizens, you know, regular citizens mm -hmm. style. If you have ambition and you're trying to drive, like you said, and climb the rung of society or finance or whatever inside of your career path. You do have to make those exactly. sacrifices, and it is a fine line that you have to balance, right? But then I look at it today, and I'm like, you know, yes, I made a lot of sacrifices, but my son's going to Mississippi State. Right. I mean, and we're paying for it. Right. I'm able to afford it to send him there, and he's not having to work. Correct. Yeah. So I was like, there's not a lot of youth out there that have that. That's that structure. Yeah, that's a step up for sure. So I look at it as like, yes, we made a lot of sacrifices, but I made it a step up for his family, which then makes it better for him and Correct. his family following Correct. on. So you kind of like, I call it the circle. You got to break the mode, break the circle. Because I'll be honest with you guys, you wouldn't realize it the way I'm talking to you. I came from a broken home. Yeah. My parents were divorced and. Right. So. You you you're you got to make it on your own. Leave Correct. it better than you found it. There exactly. You go. That's a great. Exactly. That's a great well, while, right while you were at Key West, you forgot to tell us that you ran a tackle shop. <laughs> Joey's I did. Super that's excited my dream about the so, yeah. yeah, Joey's super excited about this. Yes. So I love fishing, and um, I ran BC's tackle shop down in Key West. Great tackle shop. Um, it, it really, I worked. I worked that. We did a lot of good things. Uh, Are you in the military, Navy, still at this? I time? I was still on active duty at the time. Damn. I was working. Uh, like I said, I was working two days on, two days off, two days on, two days off. Um, Dream I, job. I fished when I went. When me and the wife wasn't fishing, I was writing uh, about fishing for the magazines down there. Nice. Uh, running BC's tackle shop. Uh, worked with uh, Jose Wahabi on a couple of products yeah, the and Shimano. Oh, I love that dude. dude was so awesome. Um, we did a lot of uh, working with the youth on fishing programs down there. Um, worked on some of the turtle, turtle conservation. My favorite fish is tarpon. I'm sorry. My uh, wife will tell you. If, if I see a tarpon. Guys. Yeah. The yes. big run, yeah. man. The big run. I, I will. Silver Kings. I will fish all night long and go into work. Just to try just to, to catch, catch a tarpon. Just to catch a tarpon. Yeah. Yes. It seems, that seems to be the case. You know, we've talked to a uh, couple it's guys. That, yeah, yeah. It's once you get in that, that game, that category, you're, you're hooked, right? I love, I love the tarpon fishing. It's just something about star rods. That's when I first started getting the star rods. Uh, star rods with the pin 6500, deluxe 20, throwing a uh, little lure about, Probably about that big. Take the treble hooks off. Put single hooks on them. Yeah. And you're casting them to tarp and just. This was nineteen between ninety eight ninety nine. Just schools of tarpon. Just schools of them. And you know you could see them when they hit your lure. That's that's what I like. It's the sight fishing and seeing them when he hits the lure. And then you know. Okay, am I going to land this fish or am right. I not going to land this fish? Because he's going to spit it back out at you 50% of the he's time. He's going to spin it back out 50, 50 times. So that's when I learned that, okay, when he jumps, I bow. Bow to the king. Exactly. When he jumps, I bow. Um, I would hook a lot of these fish. You're going to laugh at me. Me and my wife would fish off what's called the mole pier there in Key West. And we'd hook a lot of fish down there. So that's when I started learning the Bimini twists. Tying in the leader to the all bimini the twist, yeah. all the knots. Um, got a boat, started pulling the 
pulling the flats, looking for a tarp and looking for bonefish, looking for permit. Um, I hooked a lot of tarpon and landed maybe, I can count maybe on one hand how many I've landed. And most of them are anywhere between 175, 250 pounds tarpon. Damn. Some good um, ones. Caught a sailfish, a sailfish, and I hooked a marlin in an 18-foot flats boat. Okay. The flats. He'll pull the Crew. damn boat. Yeah. Just right off, just right. Because the way the Key West is, you got yeah, the Marquesas, <laughs> and then it drops off. Yeah. So you run out to the reefs, and I'm trolling there looking for dolphin, and sailfish hits. Pop, pop him. I actually got him to the boat, and then I had, and I wasn't drinking. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was the biggest marlin I've ever seen in my life. I, I told my wife, I said, I felt like Ernest Hemingway. Oh, I yeah, said, yeah. this dude came up. I said, he, he hits the bait. I said, he jumps one time and he's gone. And I was like, and I'm, I'm trolling 20 pound test. I'm oh, using, yeah. you know, I'm looking yeah. for. So he I'm was on there for about 33 seconds. Right. He was on there for about 30, <laughs> but he was, I, I, he was the biggest. If he was not pushing a thousand pounds. Really? He was huge. So you were Good the old Lord. man to see. Yes. I, I felt yes. just, I mean, it was just one of those things. And ever since then. I've landed one marlin since then, and it was a white marlin off the coast of North Carolina. But I, I'm still trying to land that that blue marlin, and uh, hopefully someday. Aren't we all just chasing that big blue marlin yeah. <laughs> throughout life? Right? Isn't it, it? It's symbolic, is what yeah. I'm saying. It's just something to remember that, like I told you know, I told my wife and them, I was like, he came up and he hit a 20 pound test line. He hit a um, little rig, little rig bait that I had for cigar men. I was looking for peanut dolphin. He hit that, and he was just—I mean, he was big fish, big. Well, fish. it's it's crazy because like we were just went with Joe Allen the other day, side bet, and they actually the day after we left, they hooked two yep, two, two marlin. blue marlins. Yep. But we're throwing sabikis at the triple rig, trying to catch bait, and Robbie hooks a 30, 40, 50 pound cobia on a sabiki rig, and yeah. we're like, what, what the crap? I yep. mean, what what little bitty sabikis that are this big? Oh, you it's know what crazy. Saying? And then a big fish hit it. It's it's nuts, man. And then um. I like I like the grouper I like the bonefish bonefish were awesome down there yeah. permit and then I was like okay I got transferred here to Mississippi I'm like oh my gosh I'm leaving snook tarpon permit <laughs> bonefish best trout fishing in the world mosquito lagoon and you get mullet and, and hard I'm like, heads yeah. <laughs> I'm like really and brown water yeah. I was like come on yeah. what did I said who did I do wrong right um but I, I got into the redfish, the striper, there you go. the trout. Um, I still miss the other species. Yeah. But yep. I really like fighting a redfish on light tackle. Yeah. That's uh, fun. It, it's it's very fun. fun. And we have, you know, we have some trout fishing down here. You yeah, it's, find there it. is. You it's, not, find it. it's not like Texas or Florida, but no. it's, it's definitely, no. it can hold its own. And if you ever get into a, a swarm of white trout or even ground mullet, they're fun. Yeah. They're, 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 they're true. Fun. There's true. That's true. It is uh, definitely different fishery. It yeah. is. It, it's a toilet. But I've, I've learned it. I, I, there's a lot of things I like, I like about it. Uh, there's some things I don't like about it. Um, but I do like the cobia fishing. Yep. The, yeah. You know, it's been a while since we've had a really good run of cobia off of Horn Island yep. in the sandbars. Yeah. Yep. And we, um, I don't want to even cut you off, but we just had Mr. Clarence on there yeah. about the Gulf yep. Council. They just made they their ruling. They just made their ruling today. Yep. So it's going to go down to one fish at, and they're going to keep the 36 inch ruling. So I know a lot of people don't like it, but I think it's probably going to be a good thing. Yes. Well, and they were even talking about shutting it down completely because. 
even it's changed. A, even the Destin guys, you know, they start. It starts in North Carolina, goes around Florida, goes to Louisiana. Shutting down the season like for for a season completely. Yeah, 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 just cut it down. Just cut right. it down. You know, they they go to Texas and the other side of the river to breed and then come back right. and do the whole run back into Florida, and they get picked off. Yeah. And a lot of people are picking off dinks and stuff like that, and it's just. It's not as sustainable. If we keep kick, uh, picking them off like it is, it's, it's going to go the no way of the striped bass. Right. Yeah. Well, and like Joey just mentioned, we came off that yellowfin trip with uh, with Joe at, at Sidebet. And I asked him on there, I was like, what's the bag limit on yellowfin right now? And he told me three fish per angler. That's crazy. It's, That's absolutely crazy. I mean, I love that we had a great time, fun catching them. I mean, if you've never done it, go do it. But to keep three fish per person is absurd. Yeah, I love yellowfin tuna fishing out of Venice. We go with me and my son. Uh, we'll go with William Wall and uh, Nicholas fought a hundred and one pound yellowfin tuna, and he's about he's maybe 12, 13 years old. Oh yeah, we knees and we, elbows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got we got video of uh, oh, of yeah. us getting getting we got smoked. Skunked three we got times. smoked and uh, handing over the rod. Yeah, you know what I mean. I will say this though, you you have a select few boats that can get there that can get to yellowfin but yes. not from venice though right that's well, even different. from venice you still got to have a pretty decent size oh yeah to get to yellowfin depending on what time of year it is you can't just jump, jump no out. no you can't head out to the mud lumps and just anything right, 17 foot no, 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 no. yeah you know what i'm saying so I, it, it kind of knocks down the how many fish cobia when they're running inside horn island i mean you can get to horn island on a daggum party barge yep, most days yeah so well, yep. Last summer, we were, well, no, it was one or two summers ago where we saw a 17-foot bass boat out of Louisiana fishing the oil rigs. Yeah. I'm like. They do it all the time. Them well, coonasses over there are crazy. <laughs> I was they like, are they're crazy. They are. We, it's crazy. We, we, had, we just happened to have a great weather day. But remember when we took Junior's boat, 20-foot boat, how, would, we went to the triple rigs, and I think a little bit we past. We seven. Yeah. I mean, that was a, it was a great day. Now, I mean, it was slick as glass out there. Surprising but, with you on the boat. Yeah, 100%. Somebody didn't know I was out there. But, you know, you can do it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. You can do it. Um, my biggest thing that bothers me is that that water, especially in the golf. That golf can change. Instantly. And oh, sound can change yep. like that. Yep. Yeah, especially when them thunder buzzers roll in. Yep. I mean, I've got a 22-foot sea hunt, and I will not run 10 or 12 miles past the islands during the summer just you because— Bay boat, or do you have the deep V? It's the uh, BX. BX, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. That's a beautiful boat. It is. Great. And it's like a I said, boat. I'm— why risk it right. if I don't need to? Right. right. Yeah. It's not worth you it. You never know when it pops yeah, exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Josh Harmon was in the comments earlier. He said uh, he wants to uh, hit 31 and retire. So he's already got a, he's got a goal. Yeah. And, good. Uh, and Brent Owen says, hey, so what's up, Brent, man? We appreciate yeah, y'all in the sure. comments down there. But so we talked about the backstory. We talked about, you you know, your military career and your love. I, it sounds like the, your love for the outdoors and fishing oh, has been there the entire time. So when does when does Just Lucky start? Is that while you're in the military or is that afterwards? Um. So Just Lucky started while I was in Key West, a uh, good friend of mine, Michael Osborne, uh, really great guy, just kind of like a mentor to me. Uh, we did a lot of fishing together. He was like, you know, JL, I'm just going to start calling you just like it. We'd go out, I hooked the, I'd hook the, the dolphin, I would hook the this, or I would catch this, or I would win that. And he was like, just lucky. He goes, you know, we're going to run you for mayor. <laughs> and <laughs> Sign him up. Um, and like I said, you know, I'm Irish, um, so that kind of stuck. Uh, in the military, people would always say, it's like, how is it you're always getting the promotions? You're just lucky all the time. I'm like, well, did you look and see how hard I work? Right. Yeah. Did you look that I, you know, I put in 12, 14 hour days, you know, 
I L- put, luck's a funny thing when you look into it, ain't it? Luck is about how you make it. Right. Right. What's um, it? It's where preparation meets opportunity, exactly. I think is the saying, you know? Um I'll go to the casino sometimes and um I hate to lose twenty dollars. Me, yeah, me too. If if you know if I'm up fifty seventy five dollars, I'm quitting. And my, I'm looking it. at my Gone. wife. It's like I'm done. Yep. Yeah, I'm done. I'm happy. Yep. Um, but it's what it's how you make your luck. And like I said, just lucky. Uh, I went for jail all my life. Um, just lucky. Went with that. Um, I told my wife when I was going to retire. I was like, look, I'm going to get a, another lab, British Retriever. I'm going to start training her, open up my own uh, duck and goose hunting business, and then I'm start work start with the charter business. Like I said, my ultimate goal like, is I want to retire at 58, run my duck and goose hunting in the winter, and do my fishing in the spring and summer. What a life! And then yeah, just because a lot of guys they want to charter, they want to guide, but this is my opinion. It's hard. If you don't have something else bringing in, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent, bringing in financial stability, absolutely, yeah. When you take that that jump, I mean, yeah. it's on you, exactly. And, and it's on the weather, it's on your your tools, your boat, your well, dog, it's on all that. And all it takes is one one bad. Um, okay, I had a lot, last year. I had a client came in and uh, the weather was bad, so I'm like, okay. And he, he was like, you know. Weather's been bad. And I was like, you know, sir, I'm not going to charge you. Yeah. He goes, what do you mean? I was like, weather was bad. You didn't get any birds. I said, I don't feel right charging you. Yeah. And he goes, we'll just, I said, I'm just going to rebook you for next year. He goes, are you serious? And I was like, yes. And that's, yeah. that's how you get people to That's come how back. you build exactly. your brand of your exactly. business, right? That's right. And usually, and that's a weird situation because usually with ducks, the weather's bad. It's usually better for ducks. Just this last year, our client, we put 567 birds for our clients, but it was so warm last year. Yeah. Yeah. The um, cold, get, yeah. It that, never got like, really cold. And, you know, there's some clients that there's a, they're looking for that one bird. They're looking right. for that one bird that they're abandoned something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't care what it is as long as it's banded. I want to shoot it. And so, like I said, you know, it's hard. I, I feel sorry for a lot of these guys, you know, that don't have that extra financial stability or retired or did something. You know, it's I give those guys kudos. They've got to get out and make it every day. A lot yeah. of the guys that we talk to here are either um, firemen, firemen. Yeah. That have that kind of schedule that they can do yep. that. Uh, a couple of them have been, I think, like some military stuff, post-military yeah. stuff yeah. or or current military stuff. But you're right. You have to have some type of supplemental yep. deal going on. You can't control to, the weather. No. Um, it's, it's, and and nothing's can't. getting cheaper. Nothing. Gas is not cheaper. Boats aren't getting any cheaper at all. Uh, it's just hard. Like, you you know? can't get shotgun ammo. Yeah. If I hadn't bought shotgun ammo back in, I told my wife, I was like, she goes, what are you doing? I was like, I'm buying shotgun ammo. Well, why are you buying shotgun ammo? I was like, because my clients aren't going to be able to find any this year. This yeah. is, that's, it's to crazy. me, to me, there should be a law in place. Four, you ever try to, is, you know try to I mean? find like, 410 ammo right now? Oh, I know there's not a lot of people shoot 410 for any kind of bird ever, but try right. to find 410 ammo. Right. It's, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. So I started buying shotgun ammo from Boss back in May and June just so that I would have enough for my clients this year because my a lot of my clients can't find shotgun ammo and yeah. they're like mac you got a shotgun ammo i was like yep i got it so they, yeah. you just sell it direct to them so that as part of the hunt so they can i just let them uh, exactly yeah. I, you know yep that's uh i'm I don't not know. making money on it right but, but you can do a trip because without exactly. the ammo you can't right. charge exactly. them for a bird you can't throw rocks at them you yeah. know a lot of them want to run their dogs like me they, they like working their dog and if they 
can't shoot the bird, can't work for your dog. Well, yeah. you know, and I, we talk about going shooting all the time and going up to a couple of ranges we got around here, but half the time it's like you don't want to you want to conserve yeah. the ammo I'm that you have. Exactly. Uh, you know? $75 worth of ammo. Right. And and what's worse than the price is you, you can't, can't go rebuy it. it. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. It, it's 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 but it is what it is. So yeah. you you run your guided service out of where? It's not here on the coast. We No, talk- uh, so we're operating out of Jonesboro, Arkansas. Okay. Um so we uh, our headquarters are in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We um, we run either north, which is northeast of Arkansas, to a little town called Paragru, Arkansas, where we'll hunt for uh, we get rice ponds set up, or we'll run to the west for our rice fields, or we'll run down southwest with our with our other rice fields, all flooded rice fields. Uh, so we're hunting probably about three or four properties. Uh, we'll hunt the spec season. We'll, her, we'll hunt early blue-winged teal. Then we'll hunt the big duck season. Uh, and then we'll try to hunt some of the snows, which snows snows are pretty hard to hunt, especially during the... Um, Arkansas has the uh, one season where it's the conservation season where they have unlimited limits. We still limit our clients to 10 birds a day for the uh, for the snows. I just can't see the point of shooting more than 10. That's a it, it, pile. It, it, to me, 10 snows, that's all you, that's all you need. Um, we, we're very, uh, very strict because, you know, you got those federal requirements. We make sure our hunters identify what they're going to shoot. You know, before they shoot it, we're looking at it. We stay strictly within, within all the required limits. Uh, we meet our clients in the morning for breakfast. We do all the calling. We, we, we take care of cleaning the birds, let them break for lunch. And then we bring them back that afternoon. And we put, like I said, we put, we put a lot of effort in just to get the clients their birds. So do you, do you move up there for that season or you commute? How does that work? I, I guess you got of, a little bit of experience with that coming out of the Navy, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I do a lot of commuting. Okay. Um, this year, uh, I'm actually going to go up uh, a couple of days prior to uh, duck season, and I'm staying basically the entire week of Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, uh, it just, it makes, me and my wife talked about it, it makes more sense. Last year, I came home, and then went back, did a lot of commuting. Does uh, she go with you, or do you go No, she stays here. Okay. She, she stays here. She holds she works, the fort down. She holds yeah. the fort down. Uh, this year, uh, I'm going to go up a couple of days. And then the other thing, too, is you got to make sure you got plenty of vacation time built up. Yes. So I'm building up vacation time throughout the year just so I can take care of the business. Or you do it on your off days. Like if, I, if I'm off Friday, Friday, I'll drive up Thursday afternoon, hunt clients Friday, Saturday, and then come back on Sunday. Wow. Sweet. She's actually in the comments section and she said oh, she is? she's uh, so, so proud of my husband. Yeah. So that's awesome. <laughs> well, you, Arkansas is the duck. Capital of the world. They say duck hunting capital of the world is Arkansas, right? I love it. I'm going to tell you, though, you're going to laugh. You guys are going to laugh at me. You know what I like more than anything is I like sitting in the duck blind, just me and the dog, and nobody else. Oh, yeah. Oh, nobody yeah. That's else. That's peaceful therapy. And there's times I hadn't even loaded my shotgun. Just enjoying just it. Watching. I'm just watching the birds coming in. Now Nina's sitting there like, what the what the heck? What's going on? What yeah. are you doing? You got a picture yeah, of that black say, lab, bro. Speaking of her, oh, yes. blast her up there. Boom, there she is right there. She, so I love this photo. So, yeah, she got a, a ribbon on. What it, what it, can you describe? It's the purple ribbon. What, is, what um, did she win here? So, it's, for people in the audio land, the podcast land, it's a beautiful black lab. She's sitting here in a, 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 over some green grass, and she's just smiling as big as she can with a big purple bow on her that she won for what? What, 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 what do we win here? So this year, um, this was our second year, and uh, she is a AKC junior, uh, junior hunting dog. 
So she has to do uh, four passes. And what I mean by four passes is she has to do uh, two land retrieves and then two water retrieves. Okay. Well, during the two land retrieves, when she brings the duck back to you, she has to re-give it to you by hand. Duck can't touch the bottom. You can't touch her. She has to give it to you at hand. So she'll give you those two by, two by hand. Well, then when she's done with that, if you pass, then you go do two water retrieves. Well, you have to do four passes over a period of time, various hunt tests. Once they do those four passes, they're qualified as an AKC uh, junior, uh, junior hunting dog. With Nina, we have worked so hard this year. She's not only AKC qualified, which is American Kennel Club. Uh -huh. She's also United Kennel Club qualified. So she got her AKC junior uh, hunt test certification. And she's also gotten her United Kennel Club uh, started dog. And on that one, same thing. It's uh, They go out a little bit stricter rules. I have to be in full camouflage gear just like we're hunting, uh, going through the whistles. And um, it's pretty significant. Not a lot of dogs pass. So she's Damn. legit. She is legit. She is, uh, she's got her papers on. She's got, she's got her, she has got her full papers. And that's why I try to explain to a lot, a lot of clients. So it's like, you know, we are, we're an LLC. We have our insurance. I've got my certifications. My dog's got my certifications. We are, we're going to put 110% right. in. Yeah. And I can tell you, this dog right here, we've never lost a crippled bird. Really? We have never, she has never lost a crippled bird. Um, we constantly training. Uh, yeah. The biggest problem I'm running to her is my wife's turning her into a, uh, a house, dog? house baby a dog. dog? <laughs> uh, yes. She's a lap dog. Yes. yes. She's yeah. getting a little lazy. She's got to oh, get, get the dust yes. off, huh? But I will tell you what she will do, and I've seen her do it to clients, and she's done it to myself. Don't miss. She'll uh, look at you? She will look at you like, I've what? seen it. Yeah. What the heck did you just do? And whine nice. at you? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> Wait, why did you bring yeah, these guys yeah, here exactly. not, only, not only do you have to deal with missing the bird you have to look down at the dog and and the like, dog's like god it's yeah. like i mean she will look at you like what the heck yeah. yeah i got some more photos here let's flash these up too i got a picture of her standing over two birds that that y'all have already taken uh she's got her camo on as That's well yeah yeah and uh <clears throat> we've got a truck here with some more birds uh, full. That looks like a great day. And these are all from from these are all from our clients and where we hunt at. Okay, yeah. and then a group photo here. Look at that, Joey. That's a ton of birds there uh, with two labs. You got a chocolate lab in the photo yep. here. Is who hey, is that your dog as well? Uh, it's another. It's another one of my clients' dogs. Mm -hmm. We're letting a lot of our clients bring their dogs. Yeah, that's okay. what I was going to ask. And um, last year towards the end, Nina used to think every retrieve was hers. Right. She's I had mean, to learn to share. She's had to learn to honor and share, and it's been really good. Um, but also a lot of clients, we want to provide them the opportunity to work. You know, they spend the money on their dogs. We want to provide them an opportunity where it's safe, where they can hunt their dog. Yeah, in a right. real-life uh, real situation. A real-life situation. Um, you know, I, I have a couple of – I tell all my clients I've got, I've got a few rules that, you know, I lay out. Like, um, if, if you smell like alcohol in the morning – I'm Can't sorry, shoot. you're not hunting. Not, not, shoot not around, dog. not around yeah. firearms. You're not, you're not, I mean. hunt, you're not hunting. Um, so I tell my clients, I said, don't be drinking alcohol at night if you're going to be hunting in the morning with me, because if I smell it, yeah, it's not, it's not worth the risk. It's not worth the risk. And two, if my dog or any dog goes downrange, your weapon will be safe and clear. Right. Because you and I both know it's like fishing. Dogs are downrange. Bird pops up. 
Boom. They're going to get excited. Right. Yeah. Shoot the bird. What, what goes up must come down. Right. And those pellets do come down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's I, thousands of dollars on a down range. Exactly. So I tell clients all the time, it's like, look, I said, long as you're good with those two rules. Yep. I said, I'm fine. And, and then I was like, look, we're going to make sure that you have fun. We're going to identify what you shoot. We're shooting. We're staying within the limits. Um, I don't hardly ever shoot. Yeah. Even though I could, you know, a lot of guy, a lot of cli- a lot of guides will shoot and but i'm like nine times out of ten i'll have my gun with me and it'll be a spare gun in case a client gun breaks mm-hmm. uh, not, so you're just calling and working the dogs calling and working the dogs that's that's easy yeah and, and i love it that's that's what I like and like i said there's been times where me and her went out and hunt our own and we're just just watching the birds yeah then she gets aggravated and yeah. shoot oh. one of these things so I can go jump on Exactly. <laughs> so you've also got, as a part of the LLC, uh, an apparel line, right? Yes. To kind of get get the name out there yes, and sir. get people that want to support what you're doing. I've got here on the screen, I'm going to flash first the uh, your hat design here, which is uh, the one with the lab holding the holding the mallard there, That's it looks cool. like. That's yeah. a really cool design. And then uh, the one that we were talking about earlier is the uh, the play off of the Just Lucky name. I like that. It's a Richardson 112 hat. You can see people that are watching. Uh, Just Lucky with a four-leaf clover uh, off to the side left of the hat. That looks really, really good embroidered right there. People uh, that want to get down or that want to be a part of that or get some of your merch, where do you where do you sell it? Uh, so right now we're uh, working on our, uh, it's mostly on our Facebook page yeah. where they can order it yeah. at and if they want it that, um, sell it to a lot of clients. This next year we plan on hitting the um, the outdoor shows a little okay. bit more. Okay. One, bringing the dog, showcasing the dog at some of the outdoor shows and then also showing the pictures and then having our merchandise available we're hoping the Biloxi uh, boat show comes back this next year. Oh, it's, year. it's already yeah. here. Yeah, it's coming. Um, yep. February. Yeah, we we, we got to contact if you want. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, because that's one thing. Is one we want to promote that more and say, look, yes, it's great hunting in South Mississippi, great hunting in Arkansas, but why don't you come up to Jonesboro, Arkansas, and duck hunt with us? You don't have to worry about the alligators. There's birds. <laughs> yeah. There's cold. Yeah. I mean. It's really good. I mean, it's just like, you know, fishing down here, you got duck hunting up there. And we have clients. I have clients coming from all over. I yeah. had clients last year coming from Houston, Dallas, New York City, mm-hmm. Chicago, North Carolina. I mean, we take care of a lot of our clients when they come there. Yeah. Um, and what we're trying to do is really get into that corporate level Yes. where, all right, if you need us to pick you up at the airport, we'll pick you up. Memphis is right there. We'll pick you up at the airport. We take care of your rooms. Um, and, now, and do you do you have a lodge there on, or how do you, how do you work that? So what we do is uh, we've coordinated with uh, Marriott Fairfield Marriott there in Jonesboro, and they give us a block room rate. Sweet. Um, and that way I don't have to worry about cleaning the room. Right. Your room's going to get cleaned every day. If you want to go back to the hotel and go out someplace to eat, you're cleared to go out there and place to eat. There's a couple of outdoor shops. It, it's just so you're in the city. I'm in the city. Yeah. Uh, little, it's Jonesboro area. Um, they take care of us. They allow dogs. There's not too many hotels and yeah. hotels that allow dogs. Yeah. Uh, it's clean. It's nice. Hey, and it's a Fairfield Marriott. Yeah. 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 You get a free continental breakfast in the morning. Exactly. Every morning with coffee. Yep. Exactly. That's yep. awesome, man. So we've, we, we've covered that with the Just Lucky Man, and that's great. People have never been on a hunt like that. I, I actually never been on a bird hunt no. like that. Yeah. I've been on a uh some some deer hunts like that but and chartered fishing trips 
but they need to go check that out for sure. They, do. they need to hit you up on the Facebook page at Just Lucky Outfitters and and see what that's all about. But we 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 mentioned it at the beginning of the show. We still have to talk about exactly. the, the tournament that's well, tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got we got into so, conservation, and I think you tiptoed into conservation at the beginning. But that's usually that's going to lead us into the next segment, right? Yes. So um, I apologize. No, I go, ahead. Up. go ahead. So. I've always been real big on conservation, sustainable fisheries, and then you've got to pass down what you've learned. There's a lot of people out there, a lot of youth that, you know, a lot of parents, they want to take their kid fishing, but they don't know how to tie a knot. They don't know where to go. That's right. They don't know how to do this. They don't. So working with Jackson County and working with the Coastal Conservation Association and Hossfly and some of the, the others, we decided we're working with uh, Jackson County uh, Department of Recreation and Outdoors. Uh, I think you know uh, Barb yes. and yes. Uh, Darcy. Yes. yes. So we're working with them. We created the Jackson County Youth Fishing Program. Uh, Ocean Springs was our pilot program. Okay. Uh, 20 kids signed up with their parents. And that was the big thing, too, is if the kids... If the youth signed up, parent needed to be there as well. Because yeah. we found that if the parent learns more about fishing, they'll, take, likely their they'll take their child yeah. fishing. Well, working with the county uh, district supervisor, Mr. Brossard, and a lot of the county supervisors and working with the recreation, we were able to get the county to buy decent quality rod and reels. It's not one of those programs, nothing against those problems, programs yep. where they call out 50 kids and they give them the Zepco. And, yep. right, yeah. you know, a, a week later, they wind up in the trash can. That's right. I bought, guys both know that. Yeah. Yes. So get the county to do um, some sponsorships and buy 20 good rod and reels. Uh, we got the rod and reels from a local Nelson's Outdoors. Yep. Okay. Yep. Nelson's yeah. Outdoors. Yep. Us two years ago. Yep. In, uh, Sheep's Head Showdown. Lo right. Local company. Yeah. Um, nice store. Nice store. Good tackle. Uh, we got. They gave us a really good discount on, on uh, that. Got it for the county. Uh, we got 13 fishing rod and reels. Good company out of Florida. Makes really good rod and reels. So we got those. Uh, we got 20 rod and reels. Uh, we got with BRM uh, Corks there in Ocean Springs, another yeah. local company. Yeah, they are. Uh, we got all of our popping corks from them. Um, so then we started developing curriculum. It was like, all right, how are we going to develop this curriculum? For, for the families. And where are we going to go fish? Because not everyone owns a boat. Right. Correct. Not everyone holds access. So great place to go, Gulf Island National Seashore. It's mm -hmm. free. It's a free pier, beautiful park. Uh, we got with uh, Ranger John and Ranger Tim out there. We talked to them about the program. It's like, look, this is what we want to do. We want to utilize your facilities. You've got a great pier. you got great capabilities. And then this is what we want to focus on. So we're focusing on um, catch and release, conservation, sustainable fisheries, and basic fishing techniques. This first pilot program was for ages 7 to 11. Well, I will tell you, I learned a lot during the first <laughs> I two bet weeks. You did. I bet you did. Uh, I bet you did. That attention span after about 20 minutes. Especially gone. nowadays. Yeah. Yes. Is gone. Yes. So. All of them look at their phones like this. <laughs> well, just every off to the left, off to the right. Yeah, they all want to fish. Yes. Okay. So great, you know. So I was like, all right, we need to step back a little bit. Let's reassess and see how we're going to. So I was like, all right, let's teach the parent how to tie the knots and tie the hooks because the kids still look. So we started focusing on the parents tying the knots and everything, and then the kids, we put them to work. And by me putting them to work, 
teaching them how to cast correctly. Right. Mm. Teaching them how to use a cast net. But then also, what do you do when you're doing that? You make it competitive. Mm -hmm. Now it's a game. Now it's a game. Yeah. Now I'm excited. Now, now you're excited. It. You know? Yeah. Um, so you, you taught it like a, a school class. They didn't want to sit for the lecture. They wanted to go straight to the test. They wanted to go to straight work. to the test. Yeah. yeah. So what we did is uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Shook, another, another Florida guy, Dr. Michael Shook, I was like, all right, Dr. Shook, this is what we're going to do. He said, you're going to teach the parents how to tie the knots. We're going to focus. I'm going to focus on teaching the kids how to cast properly and using cast nets properly. Yeah. It worked out great. So now the parents learn how to tie the knots, basic fishing knots, basic fishing rig. We started out with the popping cork. It's all you need really on the Gulf Coast. And what's the other one? Carolina rig. Yep. Mm -hmm. Carolina rig, popping cork, get you by anything. And then also we try to explain to the parents. It's like, you know, you go... You go to academy, you go here, you see all these rigs already pre-made up yeah. with all the orange and this long layer. You don't need that. Like, what do you mean? I was like, if you're going to be fishing from any of the local piers, quarter ounce to half ounce sinker, no, number seven barrel swivel, and 20 to 20 or 30 pound liter. Yeah. And you guys are going to laugh at me again. I use all light hooks. I am a big, firm believer in owner number four circle hooks. I've caught more big redfish and trout and black over that rig. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not against and it. Light tackle is it's just, where it's at. Yeah, especially and, for a kid. Exactly. So our parents learned how to tie the rigs. The kids learned how to cast. And these kids are, we put hula hoops out. Fly fishing, hula right. hoops. We put on a uh, popping cork on the end. Did you say fly fishing? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, I love um, that. Oh, I love it too. So we we put out the hula hoops, and we had the kids doing casting lessons. These kids starting to get it, showing all right. We do the red redfish, right? You got a redfish at one o'clock. He's moving from left to right, mm -hmm. which you know, cast the front of you. exactly right. right. Pop it a couple of times, boom. Then we went to the cast nets. Take out three or four tennis balls, throw them out, cover them up, cover yep. them up. Yeah. Um, we fished the Gulf Island National Seashore. Uh, then last Saturday, we fished the uh, Ocean Springs Marine Mart Pier. Kids do good. One thing that I'm really, really excited about is these kids get sustainable fisheries and releasing fish and understanding biology and everything like that. Um, we brought in um, Mr. Aquilinos from Aquaculture. There, He came in and talked to the kids a lot. Uh, Hossfly, Captain Bill from Real Outlaws came in, mm -hmm. talked to the kids. We released 22 speckled trout over 15 inches from this group. It's crazy that they were catching them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I'm going to tell you where we were catching them. Yeah, yeah. Yep, don't do that. Uh, but we released 22 speckled trout. We've, yeah. re we've released uh, two flounder, uh, redfish, uh, numerous black drum. Um, but we're also, what we're also trying to gear to is – Working with the county, working with the recreation department is doing a, um, it's an angler recognition program. All right, you guys have been to Florida. Florida's got all the memory creates, the angler recreation, right. big ecotourism, big tourism. North Carolina has the angler program, Virginia, all the other. So I was like, why can't we do something like that here? So working with Jackson County, we have the five game fish that we're utilizing. Uh, redfish, speckled trout, flounder, sheephead, and black drum. Okay. Meets a certain size limit, and you release it. Jackson County, the rec department is giving giving that child a certificate. 
Okay. okay. It's kind of like the, the uh, speckled truth stuff, Jerry. Yeah, that they well, did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if you catch all five species, now you qualify as a Jackson County Junior Master Angler. Now that's cool. So you get an that's inshore cool. slam. Exactly. Yeah. What we're want so that carried over. So the kids have been in class for the last four weeks. They'll get a graduation certificate tomorrow. And then to accumulate what we're doing is um, we're doing a fishing derby. It's a catch and release fishing derby. All five categories. And the five categories are first through fifth place. And not a whole lot of places do that. First through fifth place, we're five. It's for our first graduating class. Uh, we're giving away um, first place is a spinning rod and reel. Uh, second place is a, it's a, is a tackle box. Uh, third place is a bait. It's a, a bait bucket. Yeah. Uh, fourth, we're given a, a, the boga grip. And then the fifth, catch release. Then we're given a parent. We want to get the parents involved, right? Right. So we're giving away a combination of adult rod and reel with a youth rod and reel for whatever parent-child team catches the, and releases the most fish. What's Sweet. the verification on that process? I'm glad you asked that. Yes. 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 So We got to take a picture of it. So our fishing derby is going to be there at the uh, Gulf Island National Seashore. Um, they got to take a picture of it with the correct measurements. Right. Mm -hmm. Then they have to take a second picture releasing the fish. Ah. Do, I'm assuming too, y'all. do y'all go over how to handle the fish while we you're did. doing all we, that? Because okay, that's important. We went over that a lot with the youth about um, one proper way how to handle the fish prior to releasing it, mm -hmm. how to handle it with a rag, wet hands, uh, making sure that you don't hold it up. you know i get i cringe when i see a lot of people they'll hold the fish from the hook up and they're yeah, not realizing that out. Yeah. all those organs are just falling down the body because of gravity you right. know it's like guys so show the kids how to properly uh handle the fish yeah wet hands and stuff we also showed them how to properly use uh how to properly hook a fish for shrimp you know utilizing that but Really big thing is, you know, hey, guys, wet hands, use a rag. Throw Touch it, it as least as possible. Get it back in. Ten-second rule. Yeah. yeah. You know, try to keep it out no longer than 10 seconds. Yeah. And, and in 10 seconds, people are like, well, well, Mac, you can't freak it. No, you can take a picture in 10 seconds and throw them back in the water. Mm -hmm. Done it. Done yeah. it. I mean, now, I will tell you, there's been times I've, that haven't been successful. Yeah. It's part of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not, not there are some be purple, that don't yeah. make it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I depending on the hook set and correct, everything like correct. that. Last Sunday I went fishing and, um, I, cause I've been trying to fish my areas where the kids are at just so, you know, they don't think I, and I got a nice 29 and a half inch redfish. And you guys know me, even now, you know, I, I released a live redfish at your tournament. You did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just, mm -hmm. and at the uh, said showdown, yep, you right. put it right back in the I water. I put it right back. Um, I did my best try to revive that fish. And I, w I didn't have him out too long. The problem is I did fight him on light tackle. I was using, you know. He was wore out. He was just blowed out. And that's the thing about fishing on a pier. The longer you fish on a pier, the light tackle. Uh, and I told my wife, I said, if I'd have been in the boat in the kayak, I'd have been able to release him. Because you could have got to him. I, I could have yeah. got to him. But, you know. Um, it's part of it. It's part, part of, of it. it. I'm not going to condemn anybody for it. I'm going to make fish. I'm making fish tackles out of it. Yeah. But yeah. I was like. What was worse, though, is I had two of my kids show up that day. Oh, they, they saw had to me. See it. Yeah. Well, there's two ways to look at that. Yeah, yeah there's a, two ways to look teaching, at that. Teaching yeah, that's right. Teachable moment. It was that's very right. teachable moment because you know I did. I spent a good, good while trying to revive him, but I fought him too long on light tackle, and um, 
and that was that was the thing. Yeah, and that just, just shows you he was just worn out. Yeah, and that's so, that's what it is. I mean, it's it's do your best. You exactly. Know, it's a, it's a live fish. It's a live, but you're some of them are going to die just because and, the hook set. You use circle hooks inshore. A lot of people use yeah. J hooks inshore. White trout, redfish, stuff like that. When they swallow those J hooks, by the time you get them out, they're already dead anyway. So you can do preventable maintenance to get to that point. And the big thing, too, is I've seen it a lot of times, you know, especially with speckled trout, the smaller speckled trout. Mm -hmm. uh, if I start catching a lot of small speckled trout between 12 and 14 inches, I quit fishing in that area. I yep. move. Because yep. all you're going to catch is 12 and 14 inches all day long. And then also, they just don't they don't handle well. Right. Yeah. They right. don't. Right. Even when you do your best... They're gonna die. Yeah, they they just don't handle real well. Yep. I mean, I, I think the goal though is is what you're saying too is the, is to get the uh, the big picture goal changed yes. right is yes. to everybody be thinking conservation right out of the gate. If you exactly. Wanna, if you want to put meat in your freezer and you want to bring you know take harvest I guess would be the best way to say it by all means do it. But if you're out there weekend having a great time, it's like look it's if you don't about, need it, put it back. It's yeah. about making the memories. That's it. That's yeah. it. Um, a good friend of mine, Chris Bellamy from North Carolina. Uh, he's a uh, he has a group and he has a song the cast mm -hmm. and uh, you know in the cast he, he's talking about you know you're fishing the guy tells you the fish are moving from left to right you cast the fly gets in he gets it now he's running it's all about that yeah and what's really great is I took my son my my Nicholas has fished all over the world I'll tell you right, I've I have spent more time with him fishing since he was a little baby now he's off to college and doesn't need us anymore. You know how that is. It's something about you're being on a bonefish flat in the Bahamas, in the Abacos, and your 11-year-old kid hooks a eight-pound bonefish. Yeah. Or you're in the Florida Keys and you're sail fishing, and he, you know, he comes in fifth place out of all the kids for sailfish, comes in first place for, for tuna, first place for kings. Yeah. Or you're in Costa Rica, you know. So I've spent a lot of time with him on the water, and a lot of good memories, stuff that you know we'll remember as we get, you know, go. They never forget that. No, ever. No. And um, and they brag to their friends a lot because I know my daughter brags all the time. You know, is there's a picture someplace on my Facebook page where he's standing on top of a, a yellowfin, 101 pound yellowfin tuna, uh, you know, off the off of Venice. So that's one thing, and it's about it's about building memories, and then also. It's about building that bond because a lot of times parents want to take their kids fishing, but either they don't have the equipment or they don't have the low or the knowledge. Right, right, right. And, and that's why it's so important what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. It's and then it's just sharing that knowledge because you have so many fishermen out there that I wish they'd be more of. Well, you're trying to no, we're not trying to take your spot. No, we're not trying to. We're trying to pass the knowledge on down. Someone else can do it. Yeah. And that's the reason why we started out in Ocean Springs. Um, our next course is going to be in the Moss Point area. And then we're going to go move over to Pascagoula, Bancleave, Pascagoula, Gaucher area, mm -hmm. Bancleave. But also what we're wanting to do too is expand this. Yeah. Okay, we hit the 7 to 11-year-olds. Now let's hit the 12 to 15-year-olds and focus on bait, artificial, fly fishing, yeah, because they're uh, a little bit more. They're a little bit more. They can handle a little bit more. Exactly. Um, try to work with some of the charter captains. I'm like, guys, this is the perfect opportunity that if I have, if I have a small group of class of 12 to 20 kids, yes, I know you you work hard, but could you give back as a tax write off, mm -hmm. and let's have an inshore tournament for this class. 
Anything we can do to be a part of that, oh, just yeah. let yeah. us know. If you're a charter road captain yeah. and you want to get in touch with us, let us know. Give Send us a message. And then next year, what I'm wanting to really do is working with CCA, work with Jackson County, and work, work with IGFA. Uh, my son's actually in the IGFA books for a Grand Slam. I'm get, Tell we've us done what that. IGFA is. The International Game Fish Association. Right. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm always told, Mac, not everybody knows all their acronyms. <laughs> yeah. You're from um, the military, man. Yeah. You're, right. you're the acronym guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Sierra Club, working with those guys. Those guys have a lot of great ideas, too. Next year, what I'd really like to do, if we can get the organization and get people together, is we do a countywide Jackson County, Harrison County, Hancock County, catch and release, top five game fish. Tournament. Tournament. That'd be sweet. And it's all catch and release, no registration fees. Mm -hmm. And, but we get our, okay, look how much tourism we have. Yeah. You know, sponsor with tourism, get some good prizes, and, you know, top five categories, first through fifth place, all catch and release. Yeah. All for the kids. All yep. for all for the kids. If if I'm a parent and I'm listening, watching right now, or listening on the on the podcast, and I'm getting pumped up and I'm excited, I want to be a part of what you're talking about. I got a kid seven eleven or hopefully twelve to however uh, you said that y'all want to branch out into. How do I get in touch with you? How do I be a, become a part of that? Um, how do I get my kid involved? So right now, the next class they're getting ready to register for the Moss Point area. Uh, so they'll be putting out a flyer. Uh, we'll also be putting out a flyer probably at the beginning of January for the older class. Okay. Taking a little bit of break. Uh, and uh, there'll be, one, you could contact me on my email on uh, jl.mcnew at hotmail.com. Okay. Or you can give me a call on my cell phone number. It's right there as well. Uh, but we'll also be posting flyers on the uh, Jackson County Outdoor Recreation page. Okay. Not responsible for that page. Right, but right. I'll also be posting when we have those flyers and updates on uh, Just Lucky Mississippi Saltwater Fishing Report and Tips. Okay, and that's a Facebook group for yep, people out Facebook there. Facebook group. Do you um, do you have to live in that area to get in? I, I know it's probably a sticky question. But. Um, right now, that's what we're trying to do. Okay. And, and the reason being is we have. I want to expand it to all three counties eventually. Uh, but right now, we're focusing, like I said, Ocean Springs. You, you had to live in the Ocean Springs area. Okay. Uh, we're probably going to do the same thing in Moss Point in the Pascagoula Ocean. But then when we get ready to have the the bigger fishing tournament, it's going to be everything. And I think... Are you thinking about using the CCA yes. in that? So you're trying to get the CCA of Bay St. Louis or the CCA of Gulfport. You're actually trying to think about getting the CCA of Horn Island back up, right? That's what we're trying to do. We're really trying to utilize this to get the Horn Island CCA back up and running. Um, like I told you earlier, we want to stay out of the politics portion. Yeah. I don't it's, care. It's I don't a care. hate relationship. It I is. don't, I don't care if you keep fish. Don't care if you want to keep 15 trout, as long as you keep them legal. Don't care. We just want to get the kids and get the youth up because here's what youth need. Um, yes, I'm a big conservationist. I'll tell you straight up. Everyone knows where I'm coming from. I'm a straight shooter, but I believe in sustainable fisheries for economic growth and gain. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's more, everyone keeps talking about, Hey, we're losing fish. Yes, we are losing fish, but we got to look at it from a big picture standpoint. There's more people fishing, right? Yes. <clears throat> there's greater habitat loss. Yep. There's poor water quality. Mm -hmm. And until we address those, we're not going to hit the big picture. Right. So what I really want is try to get this Horn Island group reestablished, get it pushing. Let's teach youth how to fish. 
Let's create sustainable fisheries. Let's work together with the commercial fishing industry. Yes, everyone thinks commercial fishing industry is bad. It's not. It's it, not. It's a job. It's a it's, job. Yeah. It's a job. But if we create sustainable fisheries, then we can all work together. Right. But there's more to fishing than just fish. There's the harvest. The right, harvest. Right, there's right. other yeah. things. It's the time spent with your kids. It's the time out. spent with your kids. It's 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 leadership. It's yeah. developing leaders. And fishing helps develop leaders. And that's what I really want to do. And like I said, I sent my uh, proposal off to Jackson County this week for the older group. That's what really made me think about, all right, we've covered the 7, 11-year-olds. Let's look at the 12 to 16-year-olds. Yeah. Um, I love scouts. My son's an Eagle Scout. It's expensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, let's develop other alternate programs where we can work together and develop those leadership skills. You may have a single father. Does he have the time? No. Does he know how? You yeah. may have a single mother. Do, do they know? Both parents are working. You know. But there's a lot of people that live on this Gulf Coast that don't fish and don't know how to fish. Well, and, and, and that's, that's opportunity. Crazy. That's why yeah. this is such an important thing. Yes. What you're doing yes. is because this is such a big part of our culture here on the Gulf yes. Coast. I mean, as far back as you can remember, we used to be the seafood capital of the world oh, here yeah. in Biloxi, right? So there's been a large influx of people that have came here. Uh, not, I mean, Keesler's been bringing people in here yeah. forever, right? That are not from here, but people I, have I'm moved. I'm not from here. Right, exactly. Yeah. People have moved, and, and we want to keep, and you're doing a great job of doing this, keep that part of the culture alive yeah. here and well. For people the that one, come in that want to be a, we grew up with. Correct, and our parents were like heavily involved in, yeah. and our grandparents, I mean, it was generation after generation. We don't want to lose that here on the Gulf I Coast. I mean, look at it from, um, I'm going to put I'm gonna put on my sustainable conservation here, yeah, here, here in a minute, but uh, striped bass. Yeah. yeah. Striped bass used to reproduce and were plentiful on the coast. What happened? Called them all. Caught them all, water quality, loss of habitat, construction, yeah. development. They just, they just released them, what, about four or five years ago? They released them back up in, yep. the, uh, in the river. And they're few. Uh, we caught like two, yeah. but they're few and far between. They're few and far. Yeah. Now, I, I've caught them. I'm yeah. not going to tell you where I catch them at. Yeah, right? I've caught a few, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's slow and far between. Look at, look at like I said, I don't want to get into politics, but look at the trout. Trout fishing is not like what it was when I first moved here 20 years ago. Nope. Yeah. It's not. It's all it's all the same way. It's and it's it's hard to do that on a commercial side. And I think on the even on the charter boat side, you want to show these people a good time. Yes. They want to come down here and they want to catch fish. You want to provide provide for your family and catch fish, but do you really need the, and I'm 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 a I've done it. I oh, everybody done, oh, everybody's done, done it. it. Yeah, yeah everybody's I've done, done it. meat halls where I've frozen fish for six months and it, what good is that doing well so, if you, as long as you eat it you know yeah, everybody knows fresh fish right, is the best right. fish oh, by, by far yeah. but i mean i'll tell you straight up what i knew 20 years ago 25 years ago to what i know now i was one of those guys that would catch with my friends in the keys we would catch 50 to 75 meat mahi all, mahi meat yeah. all day. Yeah. yeah yeah we would because they were there. And they we were, were there, them, right? and yeah. we were we kept catching them. Look at the state of the mahi mahi right now. Yeah, but it's just it's what you said. More people fishing, poor water quality, especially the big fish kills down in Florida. Oh yeah, it's, it's terrible. That's you know I I, I cry. I, there's some days. I mean, Mosquito Lagoon, Mosquito yeah. Lagoon is if you look it up, Mosquito Lagoon in Cape, uh, Canaveral and uh, Cocoa Beach, 
best trout fishing in the world. I have caught more big trout there. Water quality, seagrass died, over harvesting. That's the uh, the fresh water, right? The fresh water influx, all the fresh sugar wa- cane. All the fresh water influx. Yeah. What's happening here? Same thing. Fresh water influx. Red tide. Yeah. Red tide, yeah. over development. So, and it's not just, you know, a lot of people, well, it's the commercial guy keeping too much. No, it's the recreation. No, you know what? It's we all have to come together. It's a package. It's right. a package, and it's developing solutions for sustainable fish race to support everyone. Yeah. And that's what, and like I said, what I would eventually like to see is I would like to see CCA, Department of Marine Resources, guys like you, where we have a statewide recognition program that would recognize, you know, okay, well, we got state records. Yeah, state records are good. But say you run in a charter boat in industry. You got a family coming down from, let's say, Chicago. Mm-hmm. We have great redfish schools. Okay, if they catch a nice redfish, do we have to kill the fish? Nope. Could we let it go, now give them a sticker, a T-shirt, some type of certificate? That's right. Where they can remember. They're not going to mount the fish. Nobody mounts live. No. It's all replicas. It's all fiberglass. It's all fiberglass, and it lasts longer anyway. Right. But so now that same kid that caught that 35-inch redfish that you took a picture of, you released it, he got a T-shirt from the state, got yep. a certificate from CCA or the county, wherever he lived from. 20 years from now, he's going to remember that. That's yeah. And he's going to say, oh, my dad took me here, or you know, me and my son. Or especially if he's a part of a registry that he can exactly. look up. Or if you tie social media into it in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Well, I, yes. I think that's what ball, that's um, game over. release over 20 and Speckle Truth. And I yep. think all of yep. those guys are going that right direction. I think the problem is it's such a... And I hate to use it. It's it's a piss and match between politics. Oh yeah, and because you got CCA, it's a love hate relationship with it. Them. Is you got PMR, their troubles, their good. You know what I'm saying? It's it's can we all come together? Can we all come together and make one thing that works for everybody? Exactly. And like I said, we're not saying, you know what? If you want to keep it, it's your legal right to keep it. Right. Absolutely. As long as you caught it legally, as long as you did here. But if you released it, and and it's going to take a while. Yeah. It's really going to take a while. But let's look at the Atlanta. Um, you guys have been to Atlantic City. I have not. I have never not been to Atlantic City? No. We're, no. we're Southern right. boys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so do me a favor. When you guys get a chance, look up the White Marlin Tournament in Atlantic City. Okay. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And yeah. a lot of it is catch and release. Yeah. Virginia has a big catch and release tournament that goes throughout the year. North Carolina has their angler recognition thing. As much money as we're pumping into advertising and tourism and everything, you know what? It's like I, I want to go to the, the tourism board and say, look, I know you got this money and this money and this money. Why don't you put, give us $25,000 to put into a catch and release tournament and a recognition program. You've got yeah. the money. Just can imagine what you could do with that in advertising. Yes. Uh, Sierra Club, love and hate relationship with the Sierra Club. Right. But they're big on sustainable fisheries and everything. Um, CCA, all right? Politics there, don't want to yeah. get into that. But hey, yeah. this would meet that goal. If, if someone wants to sign up, they can sign up. They can either do it or not do it. But in the end, you know, they get some type of recognition, pushes the Gulf Coast, it helps sustain uh, establish sustainable sustainable fisheries. 
we can utilize that to advertise more. And then also, what happens to the charter guy when he loses, when all the fish aren't here like they used to be? Yeah, he runs out of business. He runs out of business. That's right. And they're, and they're some of the biggest advocates for conservation exactly. of all of them. And it makes sense, right? Um, Anytime you can tie in conservation with economics, like you mentioned earlier, where everybody wins or at least you're not always going to get an everybody no. situation, but a majority or a most then then the, the environment benefits and so does exactly. the, the people that, that make their living. Well, we're, we're looking for a new tourism president yeah, as we that. speak right that. now, and that's a that. debacle. Yeah. So, oh, uh, no, I wanted to reach out to them and see if we couldn't get yeah. them in but here maybe, to talk about that. Maybe we can get that. the new guy or, or maybe girl, we can run whoever it. it is. Yeah, we can, I mean, we can run. The money's there. <laughs> yeah. The money is there. Um, and like I said, we're not asking for a half a million dollars. Right. You, you know, you could do an effective catch and release recognition program, I believe, Utilizing the DMR, utilizing a full effective program with advertising in your first year, I really think you could do it for under twenty grand. Yeah, because you could get sponsors to help you yeah, like exactly. offset the cost for a lot of that exactly. with shirts. I mean, that's and stuff pretty like that. much what released over twenty. I mean, right, he, he right. I mean, yeah, Speckle Truth's yeah. doing what I mean, he's talking about. Too. Then they tie it into uh, data as well because they're exactly. collecting information on all and these then fish. Give as well. it all back. Exactly, right. Doctor Franks. I love Doctor Franks. Mm -hmm. Great scientist on the co on the coast. You know, Gulf Coast Research Lab. Then they could take some of that data and do real-time assessments. Right. Everyone gets into an argument about the MREP data. Right. Okay. Now we could utilize that data to assist the other data. Right. Um, the more you can pull, the better The more data we have. can pull. Uh, look at the advertisement that you could push. I mean, you guys have seen where I'm watching. You've watched it on Sunday morning, the fishing shows where Florida fishing. Yeah. Come catch and release. Memories. Verification. Gulf Coast, we got kayak fishing. Yes. We got offshore fishing. We got inshore fishing. You know, we got to make, we got to be able to create that where that is sustainable. And that's the reason why I'm really pushing this Jackson County fishing program is, you know, it's a pilot program. It's focusing on the outdoors. It's teaching these kids how to give back to the environment. It's also providing those leadership and mentoring that we need. And it's also helping parents understand where to fish. Um, I tell people all the time, it's like, look, you don't need to go out and spend $500 worth of fishing gear. You can go out and buy a five-gallon bucket, costs five bucks, $8.99. You can buy a li the little aerator. Yep. You can go to Old Fort Bayou Bait Shop there. I love that. Love those guys. Been going there for, you know. Yeah. You can buy two or three dozen worth of shrimp. And you're you can go fish. You're good to go. You're good. Yeah, you're good to go. In the summer, throw a little ice pack in there. You're yep. good to go. Yep. Um, you don't have to go out and buy that pin rod and reel. I my wife will tell you if she's still online, she don't even you don't even see my garage with all the rod and reels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I got them too. You, you develop into that later. Exactly. You got to get hooked first, and then you develop into um, all the crazy. Well, you got to like you said, you if, if you start them early, if you start them as kids, kids learn faster than adults. Yes. And, everything well so, it keeps them out of can keep yeah, out of trouble, it keeps, yeah, trouble to believe it keeps them away from the phone keeps them out of the tv video yeah. games they get to enjoy the outdoors and they'll never forget they'll going never fishing forget with that. dad or mom exactly yeah, yeah. and I, I and that's one thing i want to be able to give back to the community and that's the reason this this pilot program is really kind of really great one i want to get the horn island cca chapter back up and going um like I was telling you guys, I have no aspirations of being a president, a VP, or anything like that. I just want to focus on creating sustainable fisheries, working together, staying out of the politics. Let's teach the kids. Let's teach the parents how to fish. 
I'm not the world's greatest fisherman. I'll, I'll, I'll straight and tell you, mm. but I'm constantly reading and studying. And I like to pass that knowledge on because there's someone out there else out there that knows me, right. that knows the fishery better than I do. Um, Captain Bill from Real Outlaws, that, that dude's awesome. Speckled mm. trout fishing. He, he could teach you things around constantly here. Constantly learning every Constantly day. learning. But then if I took him to Florida, he'd have right, to relearn it. I, he, yeah. You know, I could teach him things about the trout fishing down there. Um, so it's passing on because a lot of people, a lot of parents are afraid, especially us men are afraid to ask questions or afraid <laughs> yeah. to, you well, know, daddy doesn't know. My dad doesn't know how to fish. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or my dad doesn't know how to fillet a fish or, right. you know, and how many people you've seen that don't know how to fillet properly clean or fillet a fish, don't know how to properly keep it. They're afraid to take their kids fishing because don't know where to go. Yeah. They just sit on the couch and just hang out and watch exactly. TV. Exactly. Yeah. We need to get rid of that. I think uh, I think that's that's all great stuff, man. If you can, when that flyer comes out about that Moss Point opportunity, yes. I'd love if yeah. you could get over oh, definitely. That, that. What Facebook page did you say that's going to be on the Jackson so County? It's the Jackson County uh, Outdoors Recreation page. Okay. And then I'll also post it on my Just Lucky Mississippi Saltwater Fishing Report and Okay. Tips. If you could tag us in that, that would be great because I'd love to share yeah. that out on and all of our stuff. Tomorrow's tournament, is it open to the public if they want to come down there and Tomorrow, watch? They can come down and watch, but it is just for our 20 kids in our class. Okay. It's, it could be a good opportunity if somebody that's hey, wanting to yeah. check out your hey, Moss Point exactly. thing to see what it's, it's all exactly. about. And y'all going to be down there shaking hands, rubbing yep. elbows, and so, talking about uh, the program. Yes, sir. It starts at sunrise. Uh, I worked, we worked with the golf. I tell you that golf island national seashore is a lot of opportunity. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice fish. place. Yeah. Um, we start at sunrise. We're going to finish fishing at one o'clock. I'm hoping the wind, this wind breaks. Um, yeah, it should about lunch. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then our award ceremony is about two o'clock. Um, for people that are listening, that's going to be Saturday, uh, October the 30th. Sorry yeah. People, that, people yeah. listen to yeah. this at yeah. all different times. Uh, 2021 too, by the yeah. way. And then, um, Looking to start our next class in Moss Point. Yeah. And then our, our uh, older class. And then uh, next year, looking at a uh, catch and release tournament that's opened up to the public. We're all about that's, it. Man. Yeah. Yeah. If you we can help it. out in any oh, way, definitely, definitely. let us know. Definitely. And if anybody's watching and y'all want to volunteer oh, or yeah. get in touch, Reach tell out. us where you can find us, find you the best way. The best way to find me is probably uh, on my email, my Facebook page, JL McNew, or my Facebook. Uh, Fishing group page, uh, Just Lucky Mississippi Saltwater Fishing Reports and Tips. And if you really want to, you can hit my Just Lucky Outfitters LLC, my duck. That's you can the, pretty much reach me anywhere. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I've been flashing the yeah. most across the screen here is the Just Lucky Outfitters um, LLC. So look that up on Facebook. Uh, a well of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we appreciate you stopping by today no and problem. talking Thank and chatting you. with us. And also, too, about being a transplant who is now part of the Coast community and giving back, like you're saying, to the youth uh, to keep, you know, perpetuate the the culture that we have here, man. We thank my uh, appreciation as somebody who was born and raised here. That means a lot. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Like I said, I uh, I have a love-hate relationship here. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know? hey, we all we, yeah, we I can, we can respect that. I hate to go to work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hate going to work. Yeah. Uh, trust me, if I didn't have to work at all, if and I if I didn't have to give Mississippi State that tuition every oh, semester, that's right. That's right. That's right. But. I really want us to really try to let's let's develop let's develop our youth, create leadership, let's create a sustainable fish rate, and let's work together. Because yeah. you know, like Marty Wilson's the one golf. Yep. Until yeah. we establish that mindset. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I think you even gotta swallow some pride because exactly. a lot of people if you don't like CCA, if you don't like 
the other companies. Test it out. See if it's different than exactly. what it used to be. And right. then Give it if a it chance. works, it works. If it doesn't, then keep on not liking it. You know exactly. And like I said, you know, I was, like I said, I'm a big conservationist. Um, but you know what? They've got to make a living. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, our oysters have went away. This is going away. Eventually, it affects the recreational guy, too. Yeah, it's all yep. a trickle-down effect. And, yep. and, and it's, you know, we have to learn to work together, create sustainable fisheries. We're not Florida. Florida has huge aqua lab that releases millions of fish. I, w- I would love for us to be able to do that here. I yeah. think we have the cap- capability and capacity. Ocean Springs High School does a little yeah. bit of that. On a Brian small, Butler. Brian Butler He's on a good, small good scale. Yeah. 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 You know, Texas releases millions of fish every year. You know, there's somehow, you know, we got the aquaculture there in uh, Gulf Coast Research Lab. Mm-hmm. We have the capability and, and the capacity, I believe, to do it. But do we have the habitat that supports it? Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And with all the, like you said, the salinity issues we've had last year with yeah. the Bonnie Carey stuff. I mean, it's yeah. there's a lot of different factors that play exactly. in all that. So, But once again, man, thanks no, for thanks. coming by here yeah, and checking it, it out. Everybody go check it out. Just Lucky uh, Outfitters LLC. Reach out. jump. Get If you know somebody or you have a kid that needs to get into the outdoors, hit them up and get hit a part of that. Yeah. It's a great it's yeah. a great opportunity. Uh, and you won't regret it, man, no matter what. No. We always The charter boat guys always tell us, and it holds true whether you're a recreational person. You can't guarantee the fish, but you can always guarantee you're going to have a great time out there in the outdoors especially here on the mississippi gulf coast so thanks everybody for watching live thank everybody for listening on the uh, audio podcast appreciate it uh we'll see y'all on the next episode man later thanks so much for checking out the podcast man we really appreciate it uh we've been looking at the numbers here on the audio land podcast and they've been growing 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 and growing so it really means a lot to us I uh, hope that means you're digging what we're doing. Uh, but if you want to reach out to us on any of the social platforms, man, Facebook or Instagram, hell, we're even on Twitter. We're at BrownwaterB, all one word. Shoot us a message. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know who you'd like uh, us to have on the show, man. We're always down for a uh, referral or recommendation. And also, don't forget to jump over to BrownwaterBanter.com. That's where we got all our merch for sale, man. If you want to support the show, go grab you a Brownwater hat or a hoodie. Uh, We got some dry fit shirts, long sleeves, short sleeves, you name it, we got it. Go check it out. And as always, we appreciate it.